setting up the episode. <clears throat> hey, Carl, I have a question. Is crabs more embarrassing than athlete's foot? No, no, just something I thought about. Oh, we're on the air. Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 336 and it is Tuesday, September 5th, 2023. I am your host, Victor Omoyo. And with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. Why would you ask me that? I don't know. It, 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 just, it just came to my mind. I don't, I don't know why. Um, you know, I, I, was watching an, I was watching an Eric Andre uh, uh, clip recently, and uh, it, was like a, it was a clip where Hannibal Burris asked Eric Andre a question, is crabs more embarrassing than AIDS? And uh, that, was, that was an episode where the late, great Lance Reddick appeared, and he was like, I wish I were LeVar Burton, you know? That was great. But anyway, um, but yeah, so we are here <laughs> once again. Uh, as you know, we are back on Tuesday evenings, our original uh, schedule, uh, now that the uh, Midnight Basketball League has concluded. Yes. Uh, big shout outs to the Rhode Island State Police. They uh, won the Off the Couch League. Nice. And Centerville Bank won the uh, Almost Pro League. Cool, cool. Very nice. So yeah, uh, we are back once again Tuesday nights around 8-ish p.m. Eastern uh, for all that uh, nerdy goodness and magic that we usually do. Uh, we once again thank all of you for watching our episodes or listening to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, or whatever your preferred podcasting platform is. We really appreciate the support and whatnot, so thank you. And uh, as Carl is sharing the episode, um, yeah, we got, got a few things to cover. Uh, some comics, um, some... Mostly comics. Yeah, mo- yeah, most- <laughs> mostly comics this week. Yeah, mostly comics. Um, I got a got one movie review uh, in the pipeline this week, and uh, yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna chop it up as we usually do. But you know, uh, as we're as we're getting started, you know we you know there are there's some uh, big news uh, in the wrestling world that has uh, made headlines uh, this past week, and uh, I actually had a good laugh out of this because I called it. All the way back in June, uh, one CM Punk was fired from All Elite Wrestling. That's right. Uh, CM Punk, a.k.a. Angry Philip, um, a.k.a. Soft Boy Philly. I call him Pepsi Phil. Yep, or Pepsi Phil. Um, very apt that he's named after a soft drink. Oh, God. Um, I see he, what you did there. <laughs> Yep, he was uh, unceremoniously fired from uh, AEW. Uh, AEW uh, President Tony Khan made the announcement this past Saturday um, due to the uh, due to some altercations that uh, Punk got got himself into at uh, All In, which was AEW's biggest show. And um, you know, sidebar, I, I gotta say this because I feel like this big headline has been sort of drowned out in the CM Punk. Uh, CM Punk mess of it all, you know. Big ups to AEW for their all-in show for at Wembley Stadium, uh, the biggest wrestling show of the year in terms of like a packed uh, audience. Um, they did not have to inflate their numbers like WWE usually does with their stadium shows, but this is a this is an enormously important show because it shows that there are big companies, especially stateside, that's not WWE, that can bring in large audiences, and it's a great thing for the wrestling business. So. Big ups to AEW for making history. Listen, I'm not even like, look, the, the business is thriving. Yes. I'm already, I'm done with this AEW versus WWE shit. I am too. I am so done with it. Like, yo, 
It's cool to like both. Yeah. The business is thriving. They just did 80,000. WrestleMania just sold 90,000. Mm-hmm. Like, just be happy that they're thriving. And just for the record, all the wrestlers, when they watch us, when they watch the IWC go back and forth, mm-hmm. they're laughing amongst themselves. Yeah. They're all friends. Yeah. The business is thriving. Yeah, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. Exactly. Yeah, so enough with the tribalism, people. You know, we've, uh, there's no place for that nowadays. But yes, uh, but yes, back to uh, the, the news. Um, like I said, I called this way back in June. I said, when Brawl Out 2 Electric Boogaloo happens, come talk to us when it happens. And I said it, you know, call me Nasty Nas to Esco to Escobar. My name is Nostradamus. Because I predicted this shit, <laughs> you know. We went from brawl, brawl out last year to brawl in this year, and it's a it's a sad circle. I mean, now he's all out. Yeah, <laughs> nice. And now he's all out. So, you know, CM Punk did it to himself. He's his own worst enemy. I mean, you you can't choke out your coworkers if they said something that you don't like, because that's not that's what a child does, and. You know, for Punk to to just fly off the handle again, you know, and, and first of all, like it, it, it was beyond bonkers that Tony Khan gave him not only gave him a second chance, but gave him the sweetest deal any wrestler could ask for. He gave him his own Saturday night show, basically gave him booking power, gave him the power to ban the head of talent relations and Christopher Daniels and whoever else he wanted. You're banned from collision. That became a short meme. And now he's out. He had the sweetest deal that he could not get anywhere else. And now, because of his actions, because he's an, he's his own biggest enemy, he just he just fumbled the bag. And I got to say, if there is a Hall of Fame for bag fumbling, CM Punk is the first ballot headliner for 2023. And, and shout-outs to the UWO podcast. You know, I know they have their Burial of the Week segment. Uh, if they have a, an annual Burial Hall of Fame on their podcast. They do. Which is good. CM Punk, I, I, I say CM Punk should be the first ballot pick straight up and be the headliner because how do you fumble a bag this bad? Not once, twice. And this now to the point where WWE, they're not going to take him back. And the only his only prospects are either Impact or, or NWA, which stands for Nobody Watches Anyway. So Fives. Yep. Well, Tyrus is gone now, so Tyrus is gone. He let he at he lost the title. What T- Tyrus, the wrestling god, <laughs> Tyrus, Mr. Brodus Clay, the Funkasaurus, he dropped the title finally. Yeah, to who EC3. Well, at least CC3 can wrestle and he's more mobile. You, you, you can't win them all, I, I guess. Oh, you should have seen. I guess, I guess CC3 can control this narrative. But, uh, but yeah, I guess CM Punk, can, can he can ring up Billy Corgan. Because I'm sure Billy Corgan would love to have him on his roster that nobody watches. And have CM Punk wrestle for that now meaningless 10 pounds <laughs> of gold. I don't know. Or have him get into a best of seven with Tyrus. I don't know. But... Yeah, CM Punk, you fumbled the bag hardcore, and uh, the people are right to laugh at you and uh, 
Yeah, man. It's 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 a shame. Oh, he has to. He's retired. He retired. Tyrus. Retired. Oh, there you go. Check this out. What? Yeah. Hold yeah. on. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what what Carl is showing me is a clip of this Tyrus EC3 contest, where Tyrus is running the rope. Well, running is is too generous a word. He gingerly walks to the ropes. He turns around, lightly bounces off, and then he does a little body splash onto EC3. He made no attempt to run into the ropes like you like you normally would do in a match. He just gingerly walked up to it, you know, like a. They got a brisk, brisk Sunday walk at the park. Bad, bad ring awareness. Turn around, you know, just leaned on it. Boop. Yeah, this this is Tyrus. This is, this is this is the, a former NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, Harley Race. He's retired right now. G- good, good, good. I'm glad because it's embarrassing to have a title lineage. As long as the NWA championship has been held, Harley Race, Ric Flair, Tyrus? Yeah. What the fuck, man? <laughs> and, and then Billy Corgan had the nerve to say that if, if, we don't, if we dislike Tyrus, then we're not real wrestling fans. Well, I guess I'm not a real wrestling fan then. Pfft. My God. Yep. <sighs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a... Yeah, so... Yep. That's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing right there. But, uh, my... Okay. Now, I, I gotta... I gotta whip out TikTok on this one. Alright. Because... This... Promo... Hits differently now. Hmm. For a change, we are dying for a change. Enjoyed those like back and forth that Triple H and uh, CM Punk had mm. back then, that back in that era. Now, here, here's my thoughts. Yeah. Okay. There's three sides to a story. Mm-hmm. There's one perspective, 
There's the other perspective. And then there's the truth. Right. Um, I don't know. I feel like... Did you see... Did you watch Tony Khan's announcement that he fired CM Punk? Or you just read it? Oh, I just read the press statement that he Um, I'll show you a picture of how he looked. Okay. And... I actually end up making another meme out of it. I made a meme out of it. <laughs> and look at his face. He looks terrified. That's why how he usually looks. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I did. I made this. Ralph Wiggin going, I'm in danger. But it's with <laughs> Tony Khan's head. Yeah. That's how he looked. Uh, but it just seems like, was was it really that much of a beef? Where he felt like his life was in danger, as he said in that announcement. He felt that his safety and his life was in danger. Like, and I kind of get it. I do kind of get it. Like, CM Punk just needs to be like that locker room leader. He needs to be that guy and stuff, and he just wasn't get it. He definitely had, he had it and fumbled it. But then I saw another... Another, you know, just a TikToker who's just, you know, putting his thoughts. Have you heard Darby complain about Punk? No. Have you heard like any like Ricky Starks or Powerhouse Hobbs, you know, all the other uh, talent that he did work with, like complain about him? I mean, sure. You had people who had no problems with him. Nothing didn't arise until the elite. But whose fault is that? I mean, there's a lot that we don't know. But, uh, yeah. But. But then it's, what executive, mind you, the elite are the executive vice presidents. Mm. They have positions of power. They have corporate power. Mm. Name another EVP in any other company who would act that way. Well, I'd say CM Punk because he was an EVP in everything but name only. I mean, he had his own show. Said everything but me. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, that gives that makes sense to like his remark last year when he says that I'm trying to run a business here. So it, it, it well, was, yeah, you know, it's you know. yeah, you're you are like a business when you have a, your own personal brand. It's your it's a business. Yeah. Um, so he he is right about that. But it, I just. In a sense, I understand he did it to himself, but then you got to blame Jack Perry too. Like Jack Perry's like, "Yo, I want a real, I want to do use real glass." Mm-hmm. CM Punk, being the veteran that he is, like, no, you don't use real glass. Mm-hmm. You know, but it was should have been, it should have just been left it at that. If he still end up using real glass. If he's crying about injuries later, all that CM Punk had to say was, well, told you. Yeah. Both parties could have moved on, but, you know, I feel like everybody is at fault. Mm. You know, Jack Perry did get, you know, he got suspended. Yep. I think he's, yeah, he's still under suspension. Uh, CM Punk got fired because, honestly, it I wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if he pulls something up, pulls something again. Pull something like pull, you know, pulls another stunt like that. Oh yeah, you know, like he's, he even had beef with you know Eddie Kingston. Oh, he did. That was legit. Hangman oh. Page. 
Oh yeah, with Hangman Page, yeah. Which was kind of weird because CM Punk, like, like I guess he let it stew for like a whole year when he was injured. Then he came out and then he just out of nowhere just shot on Hangman Page again to call him like a peg warmer or something like that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it's just it's unfortunate, but you know what? Everybody's gonna be okay. Yeah, I mean AEW's AEW's like stronger than ever, and they're gonna continue to continue to have their stock rise. Let's hope so. And, and oh yeah, definitely. And like uh, like Punk, you know, he was like a huge money maker in the company for sure. But Tony Khan, you know, props to him for finally showing some real leadership. You know, it's I think for him, it's definitely an example of a never meet your heroes uh, a type of moment where it's like. Tony Khan had to learn the hard way that you can't be everybody's friend when you're the owner, when you're the boss. Correct. Like you have to lay the hammer down when you need to. And and that's where like if you look at WWE's leadership style, like you ever notice and you ever notice how like many of the wrestlers who left WWE would talk about Vince McMahon in glowing glowing praise sort of. But then they would also say, "But oh, Vince was Vince was always fair to me." But I had problems with like John Laurinaitis or Bruce Pritchard or Jim Ross or whoever. Yeah. Well, that's because like they were intermediaries. Like it was their job to lay their hammer down. And if they had talked to Vince, you know, well, Vince would have to do it too if if it came to it. But yeah. you know, Tony Khan needs those buffers. He needs like a, a Bruce Pritchard figure or a Laurinaitis figure, someone to tell the talent, "Hey, cut the shit," you know. Because uh, you know, if because if Tony Khan cannot cannot afford another punk like situation to happen with another talent, you know, so I hope this is a big learning experience for him moving forward and to be in a more effective leader. Because you can be people, you can be you can be someone's friend, or you can be their boss, but you can't really be both. You can, but you got to know when. Like, all right, I'm your boss. This is what, you know, I'm your friend. I'm there for you. But, to, you know, today I have to talk to you like this. Mm. You know, I have to talk to you as your superior. This is the situation. And mm. yada, yada, yada. Mm. Yeah. But, you know. But, you Feelings know. will be hurt. But. Yeah. But in, in wrestling, too, especially where we, where we have massive egos on a daily basis. Like, you really need someone uh, to take charge. When the, and lay the hammer down when you need to, and you know I gotta say like I gotta say it's it's, it's an unfortunate situation all around because you know Punk is, you know he's he's a he's a talent you know he's a you know he's he's a massive talent like in terms of his popularity his stock, but now it's like he's a cautionary tale. He is of you know the example of when keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs> Very Phil, stay away, Phil, stay away. <laughs> Seth Rollins. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know it's like you know Punk was practically barking in Tony Khan's face and shouting Wu Tang. <laughs> now look at him. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, man. Uh, I gotta say, yeah. So yeah, I def I definitely you know uh, dig what you're saying, Carl. Like. You know, we like we'll, we'll we'll probably never know like the full story of what happened, yeah, but they're not gonna put all that out yeah. until Dark Side of the Ring AEW edition comes out. Yeah, um, and that will be an interesting episode when it comes down comes down in the future. Dark Side of the Ring, CM Punk, and I'm sure there's a lot people can say. But the jokes have been hilarious, though. Oh yeah. Oh. I, oh, the memes. 
Oh, I made tons of memes. Yeah, got fired on his day off, a la Friday. Yeah. Um, you ever notice that Pepsi and Coke can never see eye to eye? Oh. You get it? Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I see what you did. <laughs> and I'm not going to take this fucking shit, no. <laughs> Oh man, uh, CM Punk at All Out. There's a picture of Enzo Amore disguising the audience. You sent me that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, or the Rumble. Or, or Survivor Series, which will be where? Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, oh my God. Like, I would love to see uh, CM Punk try to pull an Enzo Amore stunt in the crowd. And get no, I would freaking. I still got that clip saved in my phone. Oh yeah? yeah well, like when I recorded it from the network. Mm-hmm. Like I uh, screen recorded it when uh, he just popped up in the middle of. I forgot what event that was. What was it like a Survivor Series or something? Yeah. Oh my god. But, but yeah. Um, CM Punk, uh, good riddance, and uh, well, I can finally watch Collision. I'll check it out. I hear it's a good show. I mean, Collision. I've honestly only watched but one episode. Yeah, I've yet because Saturday night is just a death spot for wrestling. Like I'll, I have YouTube TV, so I can like catch a re, um, catch it like later on. But yeah, I, it is well, maybe not for people in their forties and stuff. We don't go out like we used to. But then people are though. Yeah, there's like there's these forty plus yo these forty plus crowds. They know how to party. Yeah, they sure do. Cause they don't do it throughout the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta hold in all that. You hold it all that in, and then when you're finally ready to let loose, you can. Oh yeah, Abs- one or two nights out of the week. Yeah, you depends. Know? Oh yeah. <laughs> old heads know how to party, and you know, speaking oh, of old heads. Oh god. Oh man, I want to talk about this uh, this amazing diss track by by uh, still <laughs> by a hip hop legend. Mr. No, we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week. Yeah, we didn't have to. We just listened to it <laughs> again. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, shout outs to uh, uh, Dan Dinkins from the Starting Five podcast. He said, yeah, I know he, I know he wanted me to, to, to cover this. Uh, but, yes, I had a chance to, or the pleasure, if you will, to listen to Grandmaster Melly Mel's diss track to Eminem. Yes, you heard that right. It, it, this is not a Mad Lib. So, a few weeks ago... Uh, Melly Mel released a diss track to Eminem, one Marshall Mathers, called Kickback. And, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm reading the lyrics here right now. And it, this, this, this is pure lyricism right now. This is from one of the all-time uh, legends, all right? One of the, the, one of the original pillars of this thing we call hip-hop. 50 years old, 50-year anniversary, so it's only fitting. Yep, that's why Carl has a t-shirt right there. Big shout-outs to Gary Wallace for this. Oh, yes. It is only fitting that we commemorate this 50-year anniversary of hip-hop with some... With, this track from Melly Mel. Yes, with, with some excerpts from Mr. Melly Mel. Okay. I want to hear you rap it. Why you hurting? Why you mad? Now, now you look bad. Like a roach just crawled out of your book bag. In a packed class, you lack class. Go to bed with no supper because you got to suffer the backlash. Bars! Listen. Listen, why they put Pee Wee Herman in the Hall of Fame? First of all, Melly Mel, put some respect on Paul Rubin's name, rest in peace. Yeah. Pee Wee's Playhouse, 
legendary children's show. All right. Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Tim Burton's movie, classic. Let's do the Pee Wee Herman dance in his honor. You know, yeah, love it. All right. I would give you a pound, but I'd break your hand. I got a lawyer so white, he will take your land. Yo, check your man. Come and look at your friend. Because I think that Eminem is popping pills again. We call him Pill Clinton or either Pill Gates. What pill did homie take to make him hate the great? Think you are, but you ain't. You made a mistake. Hit him. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Rhyme patterns right here. Intricate. Rakim would be so proud of this right here. Listen. All right. All right. Um, I'm going to give your fans one more chance to go online and re-energize that bromance. After that, say your last goodbye because I before I put Matthew's lights out, I'm turning off his fucking Wi-Fi. You got to do a you got you got to you got to go on 5G, my nigga. 5G. You don't get free Wi-Fi in this Starbucks. All right? You get that 5G treatment. You got to use your data plan. That's what that's what Millie Mel is on right now. Shit. All right? Another little kid. Rah. Don't hate the great. Rah. More white chalk. Rah. More yellow tape. Rah. Who dat? Who dat? Rah. Melly Mel. Rah. Lyrics. That was Kickback by uh, hip hop legend and poet laureate, Mr. Grandmaster Melly Mel of the uh, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious 5 Collective. <laughs> Broken glass everywhere. People pissing on the stairs. You know they just don't care. That's right. Um, I, I I gotta say, uh, what's 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 just as funny as this diss track by Melly Mel are the YouTube comments, and I just want to read some of them right here because this is this is great. I had Go ahead. A, I'm here for the comments. I had a huge chuckle. Got to give it to Melly Mel for being so prepared that he recorded an Eminem diss track in 1985, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The fact that he counted to eight is what makes him a legend. Most people count to ten or stop at five, but this man counted to eight. All right. Biggie Langston was like, you know, give me five. Melly Mel said, no, give me eight. All right. Um, for all of us over 60 years old, we would like to apologize for Millie Mel. <laughs> <laughs> um, calling a 50-year-old man a little kid is the most accidental self-diss of all time. This is history. I ain't never heard of someone killing themselves on a diss track. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, this sounds like the kind of rap dare officers do when they tell kids to stay off drugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, that one was good. Oh, that was. <laughs> um, I'm just scrolling down right now. I'll read. I'll read a. I'll read a, a couple ones here. Um, no lies, no cap, real rap, straight ass, fire emoji. Um. Mm. Oh my this god. Is, yeah. Uh. This sounds exactly how I thought it would sound. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Listen. 
Yeah, and, and, and there's so many good comments here. Oh, would you uh, like some more Melly Mel comedy? Yes, yes, I would. Yes, I would. He trained to be a wrestler in his 40s. Really? Melly Mel? He did. How about that? So in his 40s, I know he's like 60-something. So he would have been like like 20-something years ago, maybe? Or 30-something years ago? No, nah, a little... Uh, if he's 60, yeah, he was like 45 when he started training. Wow. Okay. He, yeah. Yeah. Wow. He, that happened. Dang. See. See. I. I want to see. I want to see. I see. I have an idea. See, Tony Khan, you, you're a man of deep pockets. Oh my God! No. Tony Khan. No. You are a man of deep pockets. No. And good musical taste. I want you to ring up Melly Mel's phone, and I want you to book him on AEW programming. Put him in the ring one on one. With Dennis Rodman, who made an appearance most recently on Collision. Oh my God! Oh, oh, he listen. was there. Dennis Rodman and Melly Mel in a tag team match. Yep. And you can bring out DDP too, and Carl Malone. Also, in twenty, I'm reading his. <laughs> I, I, I'm reading his Wikipedia. In 2006, Melly Mel attended professional wrestling school. In 2007, at age. 45, he stated in an interview with allhiphop.com that, and I quote, I'm going to try and take some of John Cena's money and get with WWE and do my thing. Wow. He he, he was going to try to go I, I I really wish, and I'm actually going to go on YouTube for this, because somebody has to have some freaking footage. Of him wrestling. You know what? You know, WWE loves to do celebrity matches. I know Bad Bunny set the standard. I think Melly Mel could could exceed that standard. Why is that the last thing I looked up on my... Why is this diss track the last thing I looked up on this iPad? <laughs> I mean... Oh, come on. Melly Mel Pro. Come on, this something has to be here. <laughs> oh, another. Uh, no. Oh, another YouTube comment reads, "I'm exhausted from breakdancing to this for the eighth time today." Yeah. <laughs> Pill Clinton, truly one of the lyrics of all time. Yeah. This is how I rapped when I was 13. LOL. That's bad. There's no footage, yeah. unfortunately. But oh. anyway, <laughs> um, I got some comics. I do too. But let's uh, let's see what you got, man. Well, not as much as you, apparently. Yeah, you know, you know, I, I got a lot to catch up on. Okay, yeah, fair. I still do gotta catch up on this week's, um, but I at least you know I picked up a couple of um. Oh, Nick Quattrini. He so says. Did you see the PS Plus prices increasing tomorrow? Sony has has to be terrible this generation. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of uh, Sony's price increase of the PlayStation Plus plans. So like premium is like 100 will be 160 bucks up from 120, <sighs> and then the basic pre the basic uh, PlayStation Plus plan will go from like 50 bucks to 80 bucks. So it's like a 33% increase. That sucks. Luckily, I already like renewed my subscription for the year. Yeah, I think my renewal, I 
think mine. No, I think mine's coming up in November. So mine's yeah. is December. I always get my. I always uh, buy it with my uh, Christmas bonus from work. Nice. So it's like, all right, I'm not really hurting my pockets for it, but you know. Yeah, but still, like my job pays for it. Nice. That's that's the dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I end up picking. You know, it's so big. Shout outs to Rock Hogles for having their lay, having a layaway plan. So uh, I picked up uh, 2006's Amazing 15, which is the first appearance of a one, Amadeus Cho, which is the uh, what people call the Asian Incredible Hulk. So I ended up finding that one. It wasn't even worth that much. You you know, I didn't get a lot for it. And it was uh, 9.0, which ain't bad. Um, So, yes, it it has the first appearances of Amadeus Cho, Blackjack, Montro, and... Monstro, excuse me, and uh, the Heartbreak Kid. There's a Heartbreak Kid. That's a Marvel character. Oh. I totally did not know that one. Wow. And it's not the Shawn Michaels. No. Wow. That's, oh, that is interesting. Okay. I also picked up uh, X-Men number 244. Okay. For those, you know, comic book heads know, this is actually the first appearance of a one- Jubilation Lee, also known as Jubilee. Oh, okay. So that was a, sometimes when you're a collector, sometimes like you just kind of have to like pick it up right then and there, mm. because if you don't get it, somebody else will. Yeah. And then War, Wolverine Origins number ten, which is the first apparel of Dakin. If you remember in the in the. James Mangold's Wolverine movie. If you remember how there was a second Wolverine, yeah, that was Dakin. Oh, okay, interesting. Yep. So uh, yeah, I managed to find those for good prices, and then also uh, this past Friday night, big shout outs to Kobe Dennis and the whole KFM team. They had their uh, Moonlight Vibe and Vend event. Which was a huge success. You and your fiance would have enjoyed I know. that event. I know. I, I B couldn't make it. It, it. Like it was just vibes. Had a bar go. It was an open bar, but they had a bar going on. Nice. You know, me and my man DJ Maddox, we did our thing. Actually, it was supposed to go from eight to twelve. We ended up going eight to one. Oh, nice. Got yeah, Kobe was like, "Man, this is good. Let's go an extra hour." Hey. There you go. Who am I to say no to extra money? Hey, we, we love extra money, folks. Yeah, especially me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I work so damn much. Yeah, man. Um, but right now, you know, that was it. That's, you know, pretty much it. Just been uh, trying to play some Russell Quest, mm-hmm. uh, catching up on my weekly reads, and it's just spinning all over the place, you know. doing. I put out a couple of uh, mixes. There was uh, one. I was actually on a... At 8 a.m., I was actually, uh, I had a set on WBRU on uh, Labor Day, on Labor Day, yesterday morning. So um, that's actually available on my Mixcloud, mixcloud.com forward slash MrBird1027. And then also, now that I'm, um, I actually have a mix-up that was played over the weekend for the Mass Fleet DJ Takeover over in W. U-T-Y in Worcester. Okay. So I had it set there, and that's also available on my Mixcloud as well. So 
Definitely check those out. Uh, the link is in our link tree. Check them out. Show some support. There you go. Hey, that's what's up. You know, Carl Bird on the ones and twos. You know, book them, Mister Bird ten twenty seven. There you go. Yeah. Oh, you uh, gotta come. You gotta come by and just check out the four. Yeah. You just gotta check out. Yeah. You know, we want to have a game night. So you and your fiance come over. You know she'll probably pay more attention to Jasmine. <laughs> What's yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll make it happen. I know, I know her hours are crazy, but you know yeah. we'll 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 try to figure something. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What you got? Uh, yeah, I got a small stack of comics here. Um, that I got to catch up on. Um, first one. This one comes recommended by one Jim Savard, and I have uh. Well, five issues here, but I actually have all six issues of this uh, six-issue miniseries called Dead Romans. So, kind of like a, kind of like a, a violent swords and sandals epic. Like if you're a fan of like uh, Gladiator, Spartacus, Troy, um, Rome, the TV series, Spartacus, the TV series, and the classic Kubrick film. Uh, then yeah, this will be right up your alley. Um, I I I took a look at the first issue, just like just stumbling through it, and I'm like kind of impressed with the with the nice stark art style kind of reminds me a bit of frank miller's 300 um yeah this one uh this one seems to have have gotten some really good buzz so looking forward to sitting down and reading this uh dead romans uh six issues a six issue just came out a few weeks ago oh, okay. so be sure to pick those up when you can um uh, like i mentioned actually a few weeks ago i actually picked up my uh first ever in many years an actual marvel comic yeah yeah something from the red brand how about that yeah <laughs> what yeah. a yeah yeah <laughs> let me talk to you so i have uh the first two issues uh, right here of blade and this is a new series uh from oh oh gosh I, can you look up the <laughs> the writer's name i i totally forgot All right, i got you but um, yeah, this is a uh, apparently this is a brand new reboot series of the uh, of the Daywalker, you know, um, popularized in the two Wesley Snipes movies. Um, you know, it's, it's so weird. You know, Marvel only made two Blade movies. Like they haven't done anything new with Blade since two thousand two. You know, with Blade two with Guillermo del Toro. I mean, we never got a third whack. Brian Hill. Oh, Brian Hill. Yep. So yeah, shout out to Brian Hill for uh, writing this. Um, uh, so far, it's it's a, it's a solid first issue so far, you know. Um, got a little uh, a little Cambodian character there, so I was like, oh, okay, interesting. So I'm interested to see where this leads, and this is like issue two right now. So um, this is like the yeah, first. I pick mine up too. Yeah, you got some cool, you got some pretty cool variants. Yeah, these aren't the A covers; these are definitely variant covers. But oh, yeah. yeah, I do like that, especially this one. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll definitely give those a read. But yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's so interesting that you know Marvel never did anything else with Blade. Like we never got a whack ass third film. We never got a janky TV series starring Sticky Fingers. We never got anything. <laughs> no, you know? no. So, or 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 a janky ass video game from the PlayStation One. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, all, all we got, all we have are the two films. So it's great that Marvel is bringing back Blade, and uh, I know that. You know, who knows where I'm going to see the Mahershala Ali version. Oh, um, PG-13, which leaves me very skeptical still, but Mahershala Ali is a great actor. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm sure he can carry it. Uh, yeah, I also got uh, two issues of this very uh, 
very cool, very interesting, intriguing series. It's a limited series. I think it's like three issues, I want to say, mm. or four issues. It's called Barnstormers. Uh, it's published by Dark Horse Comics, and it is uh, written by Tula Lote and Scott Snyder. And it's, the subtitle is A Ballad of Love and Murder. So um, it takes place in the twenties, early 20s, early 30s. And it's about this pilot who uh, meets this woman who, uh, who, who's very open on cheating on her husband, I guess, and, and decides, hey, you know, I'm bored, I'm bored with, you know, with, my, uh, with my domestic lifestyle. Let's go commit some crimes. And uh, the pilot guy says, I bet. And uh, they're trying to do their Bonnie and Clyde uh, stuff. So Sounds like a criterion film in comic form. Kind of. It could be. It could be. You know, um, very, very, very good first issue. Um, I do recommend uh, checking out uh, the rest. I know issue three comes out tomorrow. Um, I actually have it written in my notes here. Um, I want to see how many issues. Uh, you know, because of you, is. I have a client who frequently likes to five go into issues. Barnes and Noble. Yep. It's uh, five issues. Yep. And I tend to just take a ga- just take a gander. Mm-hmm. Inside joke. But yep. <laughs> into the criterion select in the, the criterion section. Yep. I'm like, still ain't found one that just hit me just yet. You know, you know, there's a. I'm still waiting. Honestly, I'm I'm honestly looking for that Bruce Lee set. Yeah, the Bruce Lee set. Um, if you don't find it there, you can just order it from their website. Oh, okay. During the 50 percent off sales, uh, November. That's when the next one hits. Off a of Barnes and Noble website. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh. And and all stores too. All right. But uh, this comic right here, man, I've been w- oh, finally. Man. So I finally got my hands, and let me just peel off uh, the first issues here. I just I guess I just got all five issues so far, of this brand new horror comic by one James Tinian. Tinian. Uh, Tiny in, yeah, and it's published by Image Comics. Uh, yes, I know, yet, yet another horror comic from Image, but this one caught my eye, and it's called World Tree. All right, I know I overhyped this enough, so and, and the verdict is, I'm loving this. I told you, you know, I I was reading the first issue, and I'm like, what the fuck is going? What? I mean, it's it's about okay. So, wait, wait before you start. Yeah. Is it an A twenty four movie in comic form? Yes. Okay. Yes, it yes. is. I I want A twenty four to adapt this in a live action film. I do too. Because I, I do too. It. I feel like they are the only studio that can do so. Yeah, that can do it justice for sure. And and mind you, uh, this this first issue is on its fourth printing. Yeah. So this tells you how popular uh, this series is. Right there, fourth printing, and so World Tree. It's about um, it's about this uh, this deep dark section of the internet called the Undernet. Mm-hmm. Um, the Undernet is not just it goes beyond the the horribleness of the dark web. Like apparently, if if you view any content from this Undernet, you get this compulsion to kill people. It's like it, it possesses you, and you like. Visually, you you look like you're glitching out, like one of the characters from the Spider Verse movies. Yep. 
and the first issue uh, has this this kid. He's going up to these uh, people at their houses, and he goes. He's holding up the smartphone, and he's asking them to take a look at what he has on his phone. And they're like, "What's this?" Next thing you know, throats are getting slit. Yep. People are getting stabbed in the gut. Mm-hmm. And there's this naked woman who calls herself Fear. Fear. P H three four R. Very interesting way of spelling it. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And apparently, this Fear woman is influencing people and is like a sort of like some sort of like disciple or agent of this undernet and she's uh possessing people to kill and uh this this uh this one man is, is caught up in it and his girlfriend uh there's this um this organization which has uh which is trying to contain the undernet and yeah and right and meanwhile fear is hot on their trail and i've just read the first three issues before the podcast and i i'm hooked I'm hooked. I've got issues four and five to read, but man, this this is a solid series. I know I know uh, Tinyan is a whiz with horror comics. I still need to read the Nice House on the Lake. I haven't. I've never. Yeah, that's that that's wrapped up. Yeah, oh, I know it's like twelve issues, right? Yeah. It's a lot, yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna definitely get up, get my hands on that. Uh, but yeah, World Tree. If you're looking for a new Image comic or just a new horror comic to sink your teeth into. Yeah, man, this this right here, this this is up my alley right here. I'm 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 liking this. I told you. Let me guess. You're reading it. You just finished the first issue. Mm-hmm. What the fuck did I just read? Yeah. Next. Oh yeah. Yep. I was like, I gotta see. I gotta see the next one. Then I gotta see the next one, and then I was about to read the fourth one, and then you know, like you got to do the podcast, and I was like, oh. <laughs> Who's interrupted my comic book reading? But, <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm into it. And uh, yeah, World Tree. If A24 is interested in adapting a comic book series, just take a look at this. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Speaking of comics or comic book movies, I got in the mail 4K Steelbook of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Still in the plastic. Oh yeah, still in the plastic. I just got it in the mail. Uh, Can I take it out the plastic? N- no, no. <laughs> what you just gave me? He's like, why would you ask me that? Um. No, we're, we're gonna we're gonna leave this here. You can look at it, you know, but uh, we're gonna leave it in the plastic for now. Um, I actually got this. I actually got a really good deal for this. I had a bunch of uh, um gift certificates for it and i got this for seven bucks not bad yeah i was like i i i i ordered it ahead of time and bam it was here in the mail so yeah across the spider-verse uh my third favorite movie of 2023 so far what was the second uh past lives okay and the first is barbie Barbie. yeah but yeah this right here this right here across the spider-verse oh yeah Carl Shirt, shout out to him. Uh, easily uh, the sequel to my favorite Spider-Man film. Um, I can't wait to whenever they get around to making the third film to wrap up this series. But this right here is 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 is, is what Spider-Man is about. You know, some people. Ah, uh, here we go. And, and and I won't mention names. Yeah, you, know? you already know. go ahead. Just go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go with your names. Me and Pops do. Go no, ahead. No, no, no. no. You know, so some people would say that, you know, 
would swear that you know Tasm or The Amazing Spider-Man are, are, are good movies. Um, the first yeah. one was okay. The second one was not. Um, some might say that Spider-Man Three was enjoyable, but no, there are only wrong. one person in my thirty-eight, almost thirty-nine years of living uh-huh. said it was good. Spider-Man Three. Yeah. I'm guessing it was one of the kids from uh, Steambox. Yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he defends it. You he, know what? I, I, I give him props. Good for him. Stand your ground. Yeah. Stand your even even when the world says you're wrong. You know. But uh, but yeah, you know, um, across the Spider Verse is is where it's at. And uh, and you know, shout outs to Pop Stew. You know, for their latest episode. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. Yeah, very, very, very interesting discussion about uh, best uh, or favorite uh, superhero movie scores, um, which, uh, which is very telling that, you know, only like maybe two Marvel movies made that because, you know, they make forgettable scores. But um, I mean, Black Panther and the the Avengers theme are the only memorable things in the in the Marvel. Just fine. Universe. Portals from Endgame. Which is just an inter- another remix of the Avengers theme. No, port nah, Portals. Just good, but... Portals is pretty bomb. Like, I still got... Like, I just... He said, first of all, don't let me admit, <laughs> we disagree with Spider-Man movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because... Oh, uh, I got... Yeah, don't even spoil it. Don't oh, even yeah. spoil it, because... Yeah, um... Yes, because uh, only I will say that I will say this that nobody, nobody calls that movie Tasm, Chris. Just just so you know, Tasm. Um, yeah, you'll find out what it means. Um, but yeah, uh, is yeah. it Ania after that? Nope. You get it? Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. So Tazum. you know what? that mm-hmm. theme song just kind of popped up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. But yeah, um, best superhero scores. Um, I, I got to go with my number one all time. It's got to be Superman. The Which one? Richard Donner. Uh-huh. I mean, because John Williams. I mean, John Williams, living legend. And you talk about like ninety nine. I was like, it's like ninety three, ninety four. He's a living legend, man. Uh, John Williams. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the 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 Christopher Reeves classic theme. Like the Superman theme for me is like the quintessential. Uh, superhero movie score, especially the theme, because that theme, it really does, it really, yep, it really does um, speak to the tagline of the first film. You will believe a man can fly, and it's just so triumphant. It, it just speaks to Superman's character as this uh, the big blue Boy Scout, the big inspiration. Like you just want to go out and just put your dun, 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 dun. yep, dun, 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 you know, off to save the day. It's just a, it's like what a superhero theme is all about. So I would put that up there. And if you're talking about like individual, individual scores, like individual tracks, not just whole, um, not just whole albums or or, or scores, mm-hmm. I would say Super Superman number is number my number one. Uh, two would be Danny Elfman's Batman theme. Thank you. I was literally looking at it, I was trying to figure out like, yo, who does the Batman theme? Danny yeah. Elfman. Oh Thank yeah, you. absolutely. Uh, Danny Elfman. Um, I would put the Avengers theme on there. Absolutely, that yeah, is. Yeah, that's iconic. Yeah, it was instantly iconic. I must say. 
Um, and like I said, one of the very, very few memorable pieces of music in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, not named Black Panther. It's, it's facts. But uh, uh, number four, um, number four, I, I, I really like the Wonder Woman theme from uh, from the Patty Jenkins movie, the Wonder Woman 2017 film. That, that, that guitar riff. Yep. I used that for one when I was doing the DCR challenge. Nice. Yeah, that's it's a it's a really cool riff. And number five? Ooh, number five would be um the track the Batman Begins theme, Molossus, which uh which it's like the it's like the main theme of the Batman Begins in a Dark Knight trilogy. Oh the Oh no. It goes dun 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 like 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 you'll you'll instantly recognize it if you oh, play. Okay. It. But yeah, Molossus would be my fifth one because like Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard did an excellent job there. So that would be my top well, who, five yeah. pieces. Yeah. So Hans Zimmer did the whole, or is that just like a signature Christopher Nolan? That's a good question. I think I know Hans Zimmer did that um, that kind of tone. Like I know in, in Inception. And also in the Dark Knight, like he he did play that. Uh, yeah, that that's where I heard it from in the Dark Knight during the. Well, I don't know why I have these scars. Yeah. Yep. Like the opening of Bank Heist. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's where that's where they got that from. Um, so yeah, those are those would be my picks. Um, but yeah, interesting 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 discussion. Uh, but yeah, definitely check it out. It's right. it's really cool. Yeah, um, I never miss an episode. Pop Stu does. Oh yeah, yeah. Always doing some good work. Always um, doing some good work. And uh, you know, uh, since we're you know since we're here, I know we I know we didn't have much of a main topic, but I, I just 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 thought of this off the cuff, like you know, since we're at the 50 year anniversary of hip hop, okay, um, why don't we acknowledge uh, some of our uh, favorite or f- for for good or bad reasons, depending on your point of view, uh, favorite hip hop movies, and it could be maybe movies, not just movies. Not necessarily just focusing on hip hop, the culture, but also just movie star starring rappers, or you know, I you did know. wanted to ask you this too. It's yeah. just so funny you thought about. It. Yeah. It's is it safe to say that the top two rapper turned actors are Method Man and LL Cool J? I would put Ice T up there. Okay. Yeah, because of lot of uh, SVU. Yeah, but but yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely I definitely would put them up there for sure. Cause yeah, you could put Pac in that cat in that in that conversation, but he died, so it ends yeah. where everybody else is still here and it still continues. Yeah, I know Pac. Uh, he he had like a, a, a smaller filmography because of his untimely demise, but like he always put in ter- he always turned in good performances. Um, especially Juice. Yeah. Where he's Bishop. Like, yeah, yeah I was you know, convinced. I am crazy. And you know what? I, I don't, don't give a fuck. <laughs> Partner. <laughs> we um, forgetting the Fresh Prince. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we got to acknowledge the Fresh Will Prince. Smith. Will you gotta, Smith. You got to acknowledge Will Smith. You know? Because um, oh, the movie that he won the Oscar for. Yep. King Richard. Thank you. Yep. Which... Unfortunately, like people will be hard pressed to remember that because of the slap. But, yeah, but yeah, you, you got to acknowledge, uh, you know, you know, Big Willie, Big Willie style, you know, King of nah, Slap nah, style. Nah, 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 nah. 
getting jiggy with it. I mean, yeah, Will Smith is up definitely up there. You, you got to put him up there. Uh, Bad Boys, Independence Day, Ali. He was great in Ali. Right. Um, yeah, aforementioned King Richard. You know what's the one good movie that I really enjoyed by Will Smith that I feel like does not get enough respect? What's that? Enemy of the State. You know... You know, to this day, I still haven't seen Enemy that of the State. That was not a bad movie. I, I still want to see that. Yeah. So Aaron Ferguson just mentioned, it's crazy Pac dies in every movie he was in except for Poetic Justice and Gridlocked. Huh. Huh. You got you have a point there, actually. Yeah. He's the Sean Bean of hip-hop. Damn. <laughs> hip-hop acting. Wow. Damn, sort of like life imitating art, I guess. Oh yeah, but damn, that's that's um, that's a that's a let weird. Let me see fact. some of my favorites. Eight Mile is a good one. Yeah, Eminem. Yeah, um, especially Mom Spaghetti. Yeah, uh, Lose Yourself. He won the Oscar for that. Right, you know his second Eminem's second movie. Oh, yeah. that was the second movie, Eight Mile. Yeah, what was his first movie? <laughs> the Wash. The Wash. Oh my God, with Dr. Dre and Snoop. <laughs> yep. Oh my God. Yeah, um, the wash was. Ooh, you know, I the, need to download that song. The wash was a. It, it was not a good movie, but you know, I mean, it wasn't supposed to be. It wasn't supposed to be, but it's like you know, we we already have the seventies uh, original car wash with Richard Pryor and you know George Carlin and and et cetera, and at all Bill Duke, so just watch that one. And that was written by Joel Schumacher's too, believe it or not. Was it really? Yeah. The Wash, wash was written by Joel Schumacher? I don't know. Car Wash. Oh, Car the, Wash. The 70s movie. Really? Yeah. Oh, damn. One of his early movies, that and The Wiz. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And, and, and to Aaron Ferguson, uh, the CM Punk discussion was in the beginning of this episode. So yeah. So just listen back. Um, what was that? Um, okay. This one's a bad one. So, you know, you every now and then you got to, you know, acknowledge... And reckon and celebrate snout. Mm-hmm. Hot boys. I I just you just unlocked the core memory, Carl. I remember this. This was a Silk the Shocker, right? Yes. Oh my God, <laughs> Hot Boys. Okay. All right, all right. So, so this was the movie that like it suddenly turned into an action movie. Like there was like a car chase. Somebody was driving a hearse and it blew up. Yep. And it's so the shocker like he became a thug when his girlfriend died in prison or something like that. Yep. I remember that goddamn movie. There's only one line that I <laughs> hot boys <laughs> and baller black was, was trash. <laughs> There's only one line I liked from Hot Boys. What was that? And it was from. Um, was AJ Johnson? Mm. He had a stuttering problem in the movie, mm. so he's like, "Well, and so Silk the Shocker's name in the movie was cool." Mm-hmm. So he goes, "So, so since since we we his name's cool and, and we becoming a gang, we should call ourselves c- c- cool in the gang." <laughs> <laughs> and then Snoop's like, "Man, we ain't trying to be named after no R&B groups." <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That was my that was the best line in the whole entire movie. Yeah, I bet they thought I, I bet they thought that was so clever. What yeah. streaming service is that on? Oh God! If you find Hot Boys on a streaming service, and if it's on Tubi, that would be the Chef's Kiss. <laughs> God, I remember No Limit had a bunch of movies when they were in their prime. I thought the hookup was funny. I never seen that movie. 
and um, I and I don't think I'm missing out either. Nah. <laughs> oh man, what, what other movie starring rappers? Um, yeah, so many trashy No Limit movies. I remember. It is on. Hold on. Oh man. Let's see. Hot boys, come on. It is available on iTunes. iTunes. Yeah, um, nobody's renting nobody's it. Nobody's paying. <laughs> nobody is. You can rent it for three ninety nine or buy it for three ninety nine. Nobody's doing either. Yeah, nah. Yeah, as well. You shouldn't. Um. Anyway, another 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 uh, movie starring rappers. Uh, remember how high? Oh, that's just a classic. Was it though? Yep, I can still I can still watch it and still laugh. I mean, I mean, look, look, look. The movie. It, it, I know it's a stoner comedy. It's Method Man and Red Man. I we're not expecting high art. I get it. But hey, listen. The, the movie the movie was funny when I was in high school, but now, now that I'm much older and wiser, I'm gonna look at it and be like, "What is this shit?" It's a stoner movie, and I still laugh because it just it brings me back to a time where I I can. When I was carefree, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's okay to it's, it's okay to go back to that place. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Beat Street was always one of my favorites. Beat Street. You know, I have the DVD. I still haven't watched that movie. Beat Street, the king of the beat. It said we're rocking that beat from across the street. Uh-huh. Beat Street. <laughs> oh, and guess who's the rapper of that song? Melly Mel. <laughs> it all comes full circle. I know Harry Belafonte produced that movie. Yeah, he did. Nice. And uh, Guy Davis, which is uh, Ruby D, Ruby D's son. Oh, okay, yeah. He he starred in it. Nice. Yeah, Beat Street. Um, I haven't seen, but I have seen Crush Groove. Crush Grooving. Like body moving. Oh yeah, like I remember Crush Groove when it came out on when it was when it played on BET, <laughs> and I and I watched it. I was like, this is this is, this is such a cool time capsule. Like Run DMC. You saw like LL Cool J in his first appearance, like rapping radio. Yeah, I was like, "This is dope." I remember I was sick as a dog. I was watching it. I'm like, "Yo, this movie's this movie's hot. This movie's got a goal. Crush Groove." Who's the man with Ed Lover and Dr. Dre? You know, I've never seen Who's the Man. <laughs> it's okay. I'll, it's okay. It, it was it was was it that good? And by good, I mean bad. Yeah, it's freaking awful. It's made, it's made just to, just for, um, just for thing. Just, know, just, just, a, just for rappers. Yeah, just to sell a soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah, uh, wild. Yeah, Star. wild style. Oh yeah. Yeah, what? Well, I need to get that song too. Do some blends with that. Yeah. Um. um Ooh, there was a a documentary um, called uh, St- Style Wars. I've heard of it. Yeah, that that was a very good documentary. It was, it was also a really good time capsule. It came out in like eighty three, eighty four. Talked about like the graffiti culture of New York. Yeah, yeah, it, it was it was pretty dope. Um, Aaron Ferguson mentions disorderlies. Uh, Nick Never Thomas says, "I got the hookup was so bad it was good." It, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, what? I'm curious. Now, now, now that uh, so, see, I have this app called Real Good, R E E L Good, and and, and, it, and it tells you like which 
streaming platforms movies are available on. Oh, you know what? Let me see. And I it, think I need that my, my damn self. What's it called? Uh, Real Good. R-E-E-L Good. So I Got the Hookup is not available on anywhere, but you can rent it for three ninety nine on iTunes. Uh, the yep. bottom one? Yeah, that's the one. Or Apple TV. Or you can purchase it on Apple TV for twelve ninety nine, or iTunes for nine ninety nine. <laughs> that's way too much for this movie. I'm sorry. No, it is. It is. I'm not even. Yeah. If, if, if you... wait a minute, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Wait, hold up. Carl. Huh? Why is there an I Got the Hookup Part Two, which came out in twenty nineteen, and it's on Tubi? Look, 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 look at this shit. I got the hookup to Tubi. 2019. Wait, wait. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna read the synopsis right here because this, 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 this is weird. Okay, I got the hookup to best friends and old school street hustlers, black and blue, went legit 20 years ago when they opened their family restaurant. But but with the health inspector threatening to shut them down, they could lose it all. Now it's up to young scam artists Fat Boy and Spider to Fat step Boy and Spider to step up and save the day. And a stolen shipment of the hottest smartphones might just be the ticket, so long as the cops and a couple of bloodthirsty gangs don't get them first. Come back and visit the old neighborhood in this hilarious all-new comedy classic, even wilder than the original. And I'm gonna look at the cast list here. Uh, Master P is in it too. Yeah, he plays Black. Uh, John Witherspoon, the late great John Witherspoon, plays a character, Mr. Miller. Uh, Mr. Mr. P's son Romeo is also in it. Also, the late Ti- Tiny Lister is in it as well. Um, yeah. Oh, oh okay. Well, um, I'm not watching this shit. I think <laughs> you will, but uh, no, I will. I, I will not. <laughs> There was yeah. There is a how high two. How high two? Yes, with uh, DC Young Fly and Little Yachty. What? Yeah. How? They took our teenage classic and destroyed it. Oh wow! The- just for ca- just by casting. Wow, and, and this is on Netflix. How high two? Oh god damn it! Um, but but where is how high? I wonder. Um, also on Netflix. Yeah. Okay, so I guess like it balances itself out. Um, <laughs> Nick Thomas, he says, "Bro, y'all ain't y'all ain't y'all ever seen janky promoters with Ice Cube?" I saw a little bit of it. It was a Cat Williams too, right? I think he was. In, yeah. Janky. No, promoter. with Mike Epps. Oh, Mike Epps. Okay. Oh my God. Uh, Aaron Ferguson says, says he he used Style Awards for his master's thesis. Right on. That's awesome. Gotta like that one. Um, uh, janky promoters. promoters uh, never seen it, but please, the t- I, I know it's. But I think the title tells us everything we need to know. <laughs> um, let me see. So yeah, Beach Street Crush Groove. Uh, of course, Breaking and Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo. Uh, of course. I mean, of course. Now was Breaking? Was that where? Was, did that feature the, a cameo appearance from John Claude Van Damme? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's him. In, in neon spandex dancing. You could tell it was the 80s. Oh, and guess what platform Janky Promoters is on? Is it on Tubi? And Pluto. 
That's great. That's just that's just absolutely. <laughs> that's great. exactly where that movie belongs. My God. Oh, speaking of Pluto TV, uh, another good movie that I enjoyed back in the day was In Too Deep with uh, Omar Epps and LL Cool J. They ate me. A fucking shark ate me. Oh, Deep Blue Sea. No, that's Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea. But yeah. How do you go back to the thing? Oh, you can just like, um, if you swipe down from the top. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. But yeah. Um, yeah. In Too Deep was a good movie. Omar Epps played an undercover cop. El Cool J was this hardcore drug dealer. Uh, who directed? I forget. Deliver us from Eva. With El Cool J. And, and Gabrielle Union. Yeah. I only saw like a little bit of it and I got bored like 10 minutes and I was like, eh. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. L.O. Cool's character, they called him God. <laughs> that, that was his character's name. <laughs> He's like, and at the end where he finds out that Omar Epps is a cop. <laughs> yeah. Paid in full. Which I still haven't seen. Um, it was on the Criterion channel for like a couple weeks. It was not. It was because Criterion has like a 50-year anniversary hip- a hip-hop collection on their on their streaming service. Paid in full was legit one of them. The movie, the movie wasn't bad because, yeah. especially if you don't, it's just no. It wasn't. It wasn't as bad as you think it was. Just because, like, it has. It's because it's tied to Dame Dash, and you automatically assume it was bad. Speaking yeah. of Dame Dash, come on, you gotta do was all it? those Rockefeller films. Oh God, State Property, <laughs> State Property Two, which is a step up from State Property. But was it though? Was was it really a step up? <laughs> um, Paper Soldiers was actually funny. It was that. And fun fact: Paper Soldiers yeah. was state property movies didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Paper Soldiers was Kevin Hart's first movie. Really? Huh. Guess you all gotta start somewhere. Yeah, but there was that classic scene where you get slapped in the face by Charlie Murphy. That shit was funny. Oh yeah. Oh man. And then oh my god, there was the god awful death of a dynasty. Death of a dynasty. That was another Rockefeller movie. Yeah. And obviously, fake. It was like a mockumentary of the life of Rockefeller, and it just was not good. Death of a Dynasty. Hmm. As a matter of fact, let me Google it. Let me look these up. Let's see. uh, Rockefeller Rockefeller Films. So, State Property is available on Tubi, as well as... uh, Wait, there's a sequel, State Property, Blood on the Streets. Also available on Tubi. Okay, cool. Um, Let me see. There was another another, another, uh, hip-hop... Another movie also in hip hop. I gotta say, one of one of my <laughs> thank you, thank you, AK, for mentioning this. CB4. Oh my God. <laughs> MC Gusto. Oh. oh, um, oh my God. Um, come on. You know the greatest. It was. I'm M- black, y'all, and, and I'm, I'm black, black, y'all, and, and I'm blackity black, and I'm black, y'all. <laughs> Bleakity black, blackity black, to black. I'm black and I'm black, yeah, because I'm black and I'm black. <laughs> Alan Payne. 
So yeah, CB4. I mean, yeah, Chris Rock, Alan Payne as Dead Mike, Deezer Diaz, Stabmaster Arson, Phil, the late great Phil Hartman was in it, and of course, you know their their songs straight out of low cash. Rock films. Okay, they had Streets is Watching, mm-hmm. which was just a compilation, mainly a compilation of uh, videos. Yep. No real story. Mm-hmm. Backstage, which was a documentary. So I'm like, yep. all right, cool. You know, that was good. Yeah, I remember watching that. Yeah. Um, State property. Paid in full. Yep. Paper soldiers. Mm-hmm. Death of a dynasty. Yep. Fade to black, which was oh, a Jay- documentary. At Jay Z's. Yeah. Yeah. And then state property too. Okay. So yeah. Um. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, so, um, yeah, CB4 was great. I mean, straight out of low cash. I mean, I, 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 st- I still know the, the lyrics to the actual <laughs> parody song. Uh, straight out of the low cash, crazy motherfucker named Gusto. I'll F your, I'll F your wife because is a big hoe. I'll F your sister. I'll F your cat. I would F your mom, but the bitch is too fat. Yeah, I, I know the whole song. Now, now, um... Dash films, yeah. They, he did. Uh, he did. Uh, produ- his production company did uh, produce the Huds, the Woodsman, starring Kevin Bacon, and it was produced by Lee da- Lee Daniels and directed by Nicole Cassell. Have you heard of it? Oh, the Woodsman. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen that. Yeah. Was that good? It was. It was. It was pretty good. It yeah. was like a low key independent drama. Yeah, that was yeah. that was a uh, theme dash. Oh. Wow, how about that? Oh, I guess the broken clock is right, <laughs> at least once a day. Um, oh my gosh, uh, someone mentioned Belly. Uh, I, I I gotta say, you hated Belly. Belly was absolute trash. Like I, I've said this before on the podcast, but Belly, like, there's a, it's actually out in 4K on a 4K steelbook. Actually, you can you can you can buy it at Best Buy. But yeah, Belly visually, of course, it looked great. Hype Williams, he was like the preeminent. The beginning? No, the beginning of the movie. Oh, when they were like the glow ne- in the dark, neon. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Hype Williams was like the preeminent uh, hip hop video director in his day. But yo, Belly was straight trash. The the plot was nonsensical. Um, Nas, one of one of one of the great one of our one of the greatest MCs of all time, but he an actor he is not. Oh, T. Boss, I got shot. Let's move to Africa. <laughs> <laughs> And then you had the late great DMX who could act, you know, like 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 he's had some good ones. He did. DMX had some good ones. I, I'll give him that. Like, I did enjoy Romeo Must Die. It was okay. Um, Cradle to the Grave. Cradle. I haven't with seen Jet Li. I haven't seen Cradle to the Grave, but I know that I know he had that song, Ain't No Sunshine, on the soundtrack. That was no. That was for um, oh, Exit Wounds. Exit Wounds. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cradle to the Grave wasn't bad, but and it did have a like. Dope soundtrack. It did, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, Stuber. Um, I I don't know if you're a fan of Belly, but yeah, that movie is trash. Like, you talk about you talk about a movie that made absolutely no sense. Like, it made less sense than a David Lynch movie. Let's let's put it that way. <laughs> and I love David Lynch. Um, oh, Carmen, a hip hopera. Oh my God. Let me tell you something about about a hip hopera, Carmen. Makai Pfeiffer in his prime, Beyonce, fresh out of Destiny's Child, 
Couldn't act a lick. Still can't. I mean, uh, uh, Dream Girls. She was in her element in Dream Girls. She was serviceable, Carl. I'm not saying she was like Oscar worthy, but she was in her lane in Dream Girls. She was convincing enough, and I was like, "Oh, obsessed." Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I heard I heard some so bad it's good vibes about it. But uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, Carmen a hip hopper was fun for all the wrong reasons. That's another Robert Townsend gem. Uh, Robert Townsend, you know, Meteor Man, uh, Five Heartbeats. Oh, Hollywood Shuffle, which is still his best movie. Um, yeah, Carmen a hip hopper. I remember I remember watching it twice on MTV. Um, and but I the one the one thing I remember the the best thing I remember about that was that Timbaland had an instrumental of the Carmen theme of like the mm-hmm. opera theme set to one of his beats and it's and it was fire that instrumental was so dope you can look you can look for it on youtube never die alone was very underrated never die alone who was in that dmx dmx okay dmx and michael ely oh okay but if you i gotta celebrate some snout again what's that (laughs) y'all ready for this okay Bones with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Bones. Oh my God! I remember flipping through channels one day. I, I watched like ten minutes of like some part of the film in the middle, and I was like, "No, I'm 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 all set with this." And I just changed the channel. And that ten minutes was all I needed to see. Bones. He played a. You ready? You yeah. ready for this? Yeah. yeah. I went to the movies to see that. You you took time yeah. to go to the theater. A whole bunch of us. To watch Bones. Wow. Here's the thing. Explain yourself, Carl. I don't know. I think we just needed something to do. And we wanted to go to the movies and that was just a bit. that was like right at the moment right at the moment. Like a spur of the movement, spur of the moment movie trip. Mm-hmm. Um here's the thing. Snoop had the look to play a dead pimp. <laughs> He he had the look. You see him. He dresses up like he's in the seventies all the time. Well, yeah. he used to back then. Yeah. You know, there was like only one part I liked. Where he was like the ghost of Bones was reunited with Pam. I think it was Pam Grier was in the movie, mm-hmm. and he was reuniting with his daughter as well. Mm-hmm. And then the song. The love you had split play. The love you had stays on my mind by the Dells was playing, mm-hmm. and it's mainly because I love the song. Oh, okay. So it's not so much the movie, but the song. Uh, Snoop Snoop bad <laughs> up for that with that baby boy. Though. He made up with it. He oh, made, he made up. Yeah, oh. yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck your, your fort. fort. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Moan and screw. Mm-hmm. I hate you. I, I hate, hate you, you too. <laughs> oh, awesome. oh man ba- you know baby boy it's you know rest in peace john singleton you know but baby boy it's i can't tell if it's if it's a movie so bad it's great or or so great it's awful i don't know but like it's okay it's, like it's it's okay it's memorable you know yeah because 40 dollars Oh my All god, right, like 35. 
because th- th- there was so there was so much. It's quotable. It is. Yes. Like the the whole Ving Rhames guns and butter speech, which <laughs> which doesn't make too much sense if you think about it for more than five seconds. Uh, Omar Gooding trying the to play a gang <laughs> It, which I could not wrap my head around. And still can't because he's Mo Tibbs from the Smart Guy. And he's oh my goodness from Wild well, and Crazy, crazy kids. kids. Yes. And I'm like, stop. I'm like, dude. You know you're old. You know you're old when you go on Bounce TV and you see him as a show. You see him in a show as a parent. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes. Bounce TV is the. Man. Oh, and guess where you can find bones. <laughs> it's on Tubi. <laughs> uh, Tubi's the gift that keeps on giving for these uh, janky hip hop movies. At least Soul Man is on T is on uh, Tubi. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Tubi will have some hits for you. They'll have some hits sprinkled in. Oh yeah, they got some legit movies. They do. But then they also got the mother hits. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> took that chin up, little nook. <laughs> Seeing Mo from Smart Guy trying to be this gangbanger is hilarious. And you know, it, it, who gets saved at the end? Which bothered the hell out of me because, like, okay, this dude committed straight murders. Mm-hmm. And mind you, there was no, not a single cop to be it found in the insane. whole movie. <laughs> and he gets saved, and that's it, and it's okay. He gets, he doesn't see, he doesn't, he, he no handcuffs, no, no prison time, no time behind the cop car, nothing. He's just saved. And it's okay, even though he killed a few people. God. Baby Boy, man. You know, I actually want to watch Baby Boy. I'm going to look for it. Where is Baby Boy available? Baby Boy. Okay, it's on Pluto TV. But you know what? I need to watch this movie again because... <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my. I don't know. You mentioned the guns and butter. I forgot all about the guns and butter. <laughs> Yeah, guns and butter. When I was listening, to it, I was like, it was like, you know, the guns and butter speech. It reminds me of like dudes who come out of jail, and like they read, they they have nothing but time but like reading a dictionary. But then like they read the words out of context because they don't really know what the definition definitions mean. But they but they try to sound profound, that they're trying to drop knowledge, trying to drop jewels when they get out of the clink. And it's like, what what the hell what the hell are you talking about, man? But but you but you don't want to say that because you got out of the clink and you're afraid that you know they might. You know, flip off, fly out the handle, but you know, yeah. Are there any good movies by Ernest Dickerson? Off the top of the deal. uh, Ernest Dickerson. I I know he um oh. did some work with Spike Lee. Hold on, but oh yeah, speaking of, yeah, of course, director Juice. Yep, Juice. He directed that. I know he directed a few episodes of The Wire. He did Never Die Alone. Yep. Okay, he's 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 got juice and uh, some TV work, Walking Dead, Godfather of Harlem, Dexter, The okay. Wire. Yeah, because okay. he he. Okay, yeah, he directed uh, Bones. Yep. Um, and I will say too another another like legit good hip hop movie, Ghost Dog, The Way of the Samurai. You ever seen it? No, I haven't. Yeah, Forrest Whitaker. It's a dope, dope, dope movie, dope soundtrack by the RZA. Yeah, it was really good. Jim Jarmusch. It's kind of like a low-key, like, modern samurai. Men in the Iron Fist, how was that? I enjoyed it. Like, Men in the Iron Fist, it's like, it knows what it is. Like, it's like a it's like a B movie with, like, a slightly higher budget. 
like if you're if you want to go in and have like a, a good time like a silly action it's your movie um batista's in it i don't know that i know that was one of his early roles yeah yeah so yeah man in the iron fist like i know there was like a part two but i never seen it but i've seen the first one it's enjoyable rizza can he act not, well not the best but he was an american gangster yeah which is one of my favorite movies oh yeah he was serviceable for sure yeah like yeah yeah i'll say that like would you consider don't be a menace a hip-hop movie i would i would because of the soundtrack as well and like it, it parodies like a bunch of hood movies like boys in the hood which is definitely a hip-hop movie yeah yeah it's great and don't be a menace is still great it is it is <laughs> like and very quotable hold on Ving Rhames was bunting asking Tyrese if he wanted some breakfast after smashing his mom <laughs> <laughs> yeah the African squat thrust oh yeah like <laughs> oh hmm I'm just you know what it was yo just the fact that Aaron Ferguson said that comment <laughs> But then it's like <laughs> that's just hilarious. But then it's like you put yourself in Tyre- Tyrese character's position. It's like, Yo, you be here. <laughs> it's like, what are you supposed to think? Like when you see the visual of a naked Ving Rhames cooking breakfast after he smashed your mom. It's like, and he asks you if you want some. Like, <laughs> and he drinks all the Kool Aid right in front of him when he wanted some Kool <laughs> to establish his dominance. <laughs> It's like, what do you say? What words can be said in that moment? <laughs> you just, you just have to turn around and walk. You just have to move out, basically. Yeah, that, that's, that's the message. Message. <laughs> Yo, Baby Boy was definitely a message movie. Like, I expect the Keenan Ivory Wings to pop out of the corner oh, and just shout "message" Here's every the other thing, scene. But if he would have done that, then that would just defeat the purpose of the whole movie. Oh, yeah, sure. It would have turned the entire movie into a comedy. Oh, yeah, but the, the movie was borderline. It was a borderline <laughs> comedy already. <laughs> and, yes, he did choke him out after yeah. that. Mama, mama. That's right. <laughs> Call you mama. <laughs> oh, Ving Rhames. Yeah, truly a legend. Oh, absolutely. Now he's in the MCU and doing Arby's commercials. Yeah, and Mission Impossible movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have the meats. That's what. That's what Jody's mom said. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh God. Now I really want to watch Baby Boy again. Jody. <laughs> oh, it's Raji P. Henson. Oh, that was one of her early roles too. Yeah. Damn. You know, they came a long way from that movie. I'll tell you that. There was a moment at the BET Awards where, like, Taraji P. Henson was presenting an award, and then Tyrese came out. Mm-hmm. As Jody, <laughs> and they just recreated that scene right then and there. Oh my gosh! That always impresses me. It was like you don't play a role for like years, and you could just suddenly snap back into that character. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh man, oh man. What are what are other what other hip hop movies? I know we mentioned Into Deep Deep Blue Sea with LL Cool J. I was really heated when when the shark ate Samuel L. Jackson. I did not expect that at all. That's the. But oh. but well played on the filmmakers. Oh man. Um, I would put Deep Cover on there too. Deep Cover with uh, Lawrence Fishburne and um, Jeff Goldblum. That's de- that was definitely one. Oh, yeah, 
here it is, but it's like somebody recorded it off their TV. Oh, uh, so Carl, yeah. so Carl's playing the uh, yeah. BET Awards from 2009. Tyrese and Taraji P are re- reenacting their scene uh, from. My son at Yvette. Where my son at? (laughs) 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 They couldn't do that with a straight face, though. That was probably just as good. It wasn't as memorable as when uh, Rick James said, I'm Rick James, bitch. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was like instantly iconic. Yeah. Oh, of uh, oh, a low down, dirty shame with Keenan Ivory. Was there a rapper in that? Low down, dirty shame. Um, oh, but what? Mo- what? Oh, what streaming service is that on? Uh, low down, dirty shame. Um, is on Fubo TV. Yeah. I will say that that movie. By today's standards, it doesn't really hold up very well. It don't, but the so, the scenes with Wayman was classic. I mean, it was the '90s, you know. Like the jokes, I mean, it was the '90s. Now, nah, when Wayman was dancing in the club, that shit's funny. Yeah, I haven't seen the movie in many, many, many yeah, years. Go so. Wayman, get busy, get crazy. Get- <laughs> um, let's see. New Jack City, of course. Oh, of course. Yeah, Ice T, um, Judd, Judd Nelson, um, Chris Rock as Pookie. Pookie. Oh man, uh, I, it's funny how Chris Rock actually uh, parodied that 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 scene where he's smoking the crack pipe in CB4. <laughs> uh, what other movie? Um, oh, of course, um, Straight, Straight Outta Compton. Oh gotta, yeah, got to put that on there uh, for one of the best hip hop movies. Oh, Hustle and Flow. Yeah, aka yeah. Pro. Yep, aka Proto Empire. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This rap in Maine. Maine. <laughs> Whoop that trip. There was a couple of songs that he had from that from that movie that were actually good. Yeah, Whoop that trick. Um, Hustle and flow. The yep. The, yeah, keep hustling, keep flowing. Yep. And then there was another oh, one. Oh, it's hard out here for a pimp. Oh yeah, that. Which won an Oscar? Yeah, it did. Yeah, Three Six Mafia. Yo, the hood came out of Queen Latifah when she when she saw that they won it. Yeah, I was like, oh like snap! A, I'm like, there's that Jersey girl. There's Khadijah. Mm-hmm. Khadijah James. But yeah, Str- Straight Outta Compton also one of the one of the great hip hop movies. F. Gary Gray also directed Friday. Um, yeah, Straight Outta Compton was it was a great movie. Came out in 2015. Um, put, put 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 some put some actors on the map there too. Um, Jason Mitchell, um, oh Corey, God, I forget his name. Oh, uh, Corey Hawkins. Corey Hawkins, yeah, put him on the map as well. Um, oh, of course there was a, uh, oh, of course you got to mention. She's got jungle fever. She's got jungle fever. <laughs> Spike Lee. Oh my God, you know Samuel L. Jackson. That was actually one of his breakout roles. He played Gator. <laughs> Where you're set it off, of course. Yes, set it off 1996. Oh my god, brown sugar. 
Yo, Brown Sugar is one of my... It's in my top five all-time favorite romantic comedies. I love Brown Sugar. It's only out on DVD. I wish there was like a high-definition version I can watch, but like... It's on Stars. Okay. But but yeah, I, I still have the DVD. Um, I've watched that movie plenty of times. I love the soundtrack. I love the chemistry between Sanaa Lathan and Tay Diggs, Most Def, Queen Latifah, Boris Kojo, um, Nicole Ari Parker. It's, it's a great movie. That movie's 21 years old, and you know what? It still feels fresh. Yeah. I love that movie, Brown Sugar. Oh, you remember uh, Notorious? Oh, the big movie? Yeah. That was okay. I want to go get something to eat, and then the very next scene. They're eating. If you want to call it that. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you, you know, I will say this. Notorious had the audacity to cast Anthony Mackie as Tupac. When he looked absolutely nothing, nothing like, like Tupac, nor did he channel the essence of Tupac. I was I didn't buy his performance. Demetrius Ship looked just like Tupac, and the movie was trash. Oh, All Eyes on Me. Yeah. Oh, um, I heard. I never seen it, but I heard so much negative press about like it. Like you found Tupac and did that. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I heard that like. I heard there was so much wrong with the movie. Like, there was a scene where somebody actually used an iPhone <laughs> in the actual movie. And the movie's supposed to take place, like, up to 96. they used an iPhone, but they took a selfie. But, like, well. But it's like, n- yeah, no no phones exist. All Eyes on Me didn't happen either. <laughs> um, yo, I, I, I remember that. I, I read that All Eyes on Me had the same actor who played Suge Knight in Straight Outta Compton. Oh, yeah, you got milk that money. Yeah. Oh, God, the Michelet movie. With the same actor who played Shug There was a Michelet movie? There was. Wait, about Michelet? Yeah. Was this Lifetime? Yeah. Michelet. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's, what's this called? Surviving Compton. Dre, Suge, and Michelet. Surviving Compton. So this, is a, this was the movie picture. Wait, oh. oh, so they're ripping off the Straight Outta Compton movie poster. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're not even trying. Okay. Yeah, look at this um, cover here. Surviving Compton. Yes. I remember reviewing this. I remember reviewing this. And huh. I'm going to read you the cast. I'm going to read you the cast. All right. Uh, Ryan Nicole Brown played Michelle A. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess she played in like Lincoln Heights and Get Rich or Die Trying. Um, Jamie Kennedy played Jerry Hale- Jerry Heller. <laughs> Nobody knows who played the members of NWA. Mm. Somebody named Adrian Arthur played Tupac. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Um, and Michelle A was the narrator. Huh. So just imagine a whole movie with her voice. Oh, God, no. I, I couldn't do that. I don't know why she didn't get into voice acting. Yeah, she like would have. cartoon voice acting, she would have freaking. Oh, yeah, she would have caked up. Absolutely. Wow. Oh, someone said, uh, ain't as bad as Flex as Michael Jackson. Oh, I can give you one better. Oh, what's that? The Aaliyah biopic. 
Oh my god! I remember the memes that came out when that movie came out. Yes. It was it was Lifetime. Oh, wait. it was Lifetime, right? And they didn't have any rights to Aaliyah's music. No, no, no rights to the movies. <laughs> to the music. <laughs> so they had to. So what did they use for her music? A remix version because he she did do a cover of Marvin Gaye's "Got to Give It Up." Mm-hmm. So she, the actress, sung it over. Oh. oh to. Okay. Oh boy, that's yeah, no bueno. Mm-mm. Um, I will mention uh, two other uh, two other good hip hop movies you should check out. One is one of my favorites, Dope, from twenty fifteen. That was good. Yep, Shamik Moore, aka Miles Morales. Um, Dope was very very good, twenty fifteen, and also Roxanne Roxanne from twenty seventeen, the biopic on Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I heard about that. Yeah, that was that was quite good. Nia Long was in it. Yeah, that was that was Malibu's cool. Most Wanted. I don't count that as a hip hop movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not out of respect for the genre. I'm not gonna count that as a hip hop. movie. He did another one too, all about breakdancing. Oh, what was it called? Oh man, it's Jamie Kennedy who did that, right? Wait a minute. Aaron says MC Hammer TV movie with Hakeem from Moesha oh as Tupac. My. Yes. Oh my God. I remember that. You never saw it? No. Guess who played Hammer? Who? Romany Malco. What? Really? That's a thing. That's a thing. You know what? It's called Too Legit. <laughs> you know what? The I, MC I, Hammer story. Oh my God. I need to, I need to look this up. It's a thing. That was the thing. And guess who played... Guess who played Suge Knight in that movie? Don't tell me it was the same actor from Straight Outta Compton. No. No. You ready? Who? You ready? Okay. Ahmed Johnson. Whoa. Wait. (laughs) WWE Ahmed Johnson? Ahmed Johnson. Former Intercontinental Champion. Ahmed Johnson played Suge Knight. What the Okay, Okay, so, uh, so so many questions. One, he was too dark skinned to play Suge Knight. Two, can anybody understand his dialogue? <laughs> and I just took my medication, and I forgot <laughs> to take my medication. Juice makes sugar. You got plenty of insurance, punk. That was a quote from WWF Warzone, the video game. <laughs> <laughs> too to legit to quit. Oh, to answer um. Uh, um, John Nunes's question about the Wu Tang Clan uh, TV show, not the movie. It's called uh, Wu Tang and American Saga. I started that. Yeah, I did start it, but I never finished it. Yeah. But, uh, I'm looking this. I'm looking this up for you. MC Hammer. I'm trying to look up this movie. Too yeah, legit you to gotta play. look on uh, IMDb. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. Real Husbands of Hollywood. What else? Oh, of course. While while Carl's looking this up, you gotta mention House Party. That oh, absolute. absolute classic. Um, I know there was there was a remake that came out earlier this year. Nobody talked about it. Um, and and there were sequels to the first House Party movie, but they don't exist. So there's only one House Party movie that came out in 1990. Kid and Play, Martin Lawrence, the late great Robin Harris. That's the one you gotta watch. And every every kid, every kid our generation. Did the, did the did the kid and play two step? I do. I still do it to this day. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. Mark Bentley played uh, Tupac. Uh, one yep, and two. Tony Norris. 
But he, they didn't use his name. He was the record promoter. Uh. <laughs> no, it even has a recent picture of him. Of the of Ahmed Johnson? Yeah. Are you ready? Yes. Have you seen a recent picture of Ahmed Johnson? Nope. Can't say that I have. Oh, okay. All right. Looks like. Looks like no, he's freaking massive. Wait. Like not. No, there's no muscle to him. Like is he like obese? Yeah. Oh man. I mean, he was already a big dude back in the day, but you know. Oh. Talk about when he was big T. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, WCW. Oh, yeah. He was part of, like, the No Limit group. The, no, the new Harlem Heat. Oh, new Harlem Heat. Yeah. That went over like a fart in church. Oh, there's also another good uh, uh, Disorderlies. Let me let me look up Disorderlies. Um, Disorderlies. I don't, I've, I've never heard of this movie, but I'm looking it up right now. Um, Wait, is this the movie with the Fat Boys? Hold up. This looks like... Okay, this movie came out in 87. It says... There you go. Oh, okay. Wow. Three bumbling orderlies are hired to take care of an old rich man. Humorous mayhem follows. Yeah, yeah, with the fat boys. Okay. I've never seen it, but you can rent it uh, for two, $2.99. Um, I'm gonna. Um, yeah, I'm, that's, that's, that's too much. I'm going to save my money. Um... Rapping with Mario Van Peebles. Oh, Mario Van Peebles. Um, the I, rapping, I can't look at Mario Van Peebles no more. Yeah. You ruined that for me. No, the, the fucking movie ruined it for me. You showed it to me. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> Fuck Sweet Sweetback's badass song. That's a shitty fucking movie. I understand its legacy, but you know what? I ranted about it, but you know what? Fuck that movie. Um, rapping. It's on Tubi. Let's see, rapping. An ex-con and breakdancer help save a neighborhood from a greedy developer while trying to win a rap contest. Okay, let's see who's in this movie, rapping. Um, there's no cast list on, on here. Maybe I have to go on IMDb. But, yeah, it's on Tubi if you want to watch it. Uh, there was another, there's another good movie, good hip-hop movie, which came out in 2017. I actually reviewed it back uh, a few years ago. It's called Patty Cakes. Uh, Patty Kicks is about this uh, this young this young white girl from like Jersey and who who tries to break into the rap game and she's actually pretty good. Um, it's actually a, it's actually a very good movie. It was like a low key independent drama and um, you know she has some bars. It was like the white hustling flow. Um, let me see where that movie is available. Um, Patty Cakes, um, not available streaming, but streaming, but you can rent it. But I say it's worth checking out if you if you're curious. It uh, came out in 2017, Patty Cakes. That's the name of the movie. Kicking it old school. Oh, I remember that with movie. Jamie Kennedy. Kick it. Was that the one with DJ Qualls and he sleeps with a fat woman? No, that's um, that's a road trip. Oh, okay, yeah. You know she died. I know, yeah. Very unfortunate. It was with Jamie Kennedy, Maria Menounos, Miguel Nunez Jr. Hmm. Hmm. Michael Rosenbaum. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I can't believe I'm mentioning this, but uh, I don't know, Carl. Would you consider Baps a hip hop movie? 
No. No, I wouldn't either. No. Uh, you can rent it uh, online for one for two bucks or three bucks. That's way too much money. Sorry, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I know some people like Baps, but there's a lot of people who like Baps. I don't know why. Uh, Get Rich or Die Trying, Fifty Cent. Hated that movie. I, I've never that seen it. That movie was boring. It was just him trying to reenact his life. Yeah. Yeah. 50, 50 Cent playing 50 Cent. Yeah. Mm. Did he reenact the scene where he got shot nine times? Yeah. No. It was boring. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't... I wasn't... Uh, I wasn't too interested in watching that. Okay, we should die trying. Um, also rentable. Uh, but not available oh, yeah. to stream for free. Oh, ATL. ATL was good. Tia. I like. Yeah, I like. I liked ATL. Tia. Oh, ATL. Where is this? Um. So ATL. Um, the Ti. Yep, that's on uh, Direct TV. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it'll be on BT this weekend. Just because. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah, but yeah, so so many good, so many good, uh, or so many notable uh, hip hop movies out there. Some good, some bad, some available on Tubi. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It is mostly the bad ones. Yeah, and for uh, AK says ATL fooled me. I thought it was a hood movie, and it's a romantic roller skating movie. No, oh. it's still good. Okay, but yeah, uh, yeah, that's that. That about wraps it up for our uh, hip hop movie uh, discussion. But yeah, let us let us know um, what other movies uh, kind of uh, catch your fancy, um, and also send us an email, codexprimepodcast at gmail dot com, and uh, we'll read it. And uh, yeah, we'll go from there. But um, yeah, some of these movies I'm not gonna check out, but I do want to see Baby Boy again because. <laughs> That movie sounds much more hilarious the more I remember it. We still got to do a Fantastic Four 1990s watch. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Roger Corman. We got to do it. You got to give the people what they want. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Oh, man. And what I got going on. This Saturday, I will be at the Peace, Love, Judah Gym DJing on... Um, it. Oh, what's the name of the damn park? I, I'm so all over the place. Especially with DJing. But Saturday night, I'll be opening up for my mentor and fellow uh, Mass Fleet DJ, Donnie Battle, at Platforms from Doors Open at 9.30 and, uh, till 2 a.m. Yep. But um, let me see. Where, what's the location of the Judah Gym? Hold up. I'm just... Unorganized. Yeah. I make my. Sometimes I tend to make myself work harder than I usually do. At Anna Moniz Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Anna W. Moniz John Park in East Providence. Nice. So, yeah, definitely check that out. A lot of things for the kids. So, you definitely want to do it. I want to call an opinion on that episode. <laughs> when he listens to it, Tazzle. <laughs> okay. You'll get it. Oh, of course you'll get it. Uh, to uh, to to Stuber, um, there's only one Tasm, and that's Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Get it right and keep it right. Oh, fuck. Now then, 
Anything else? Big shout outs to our sponsor, the Black Nerd Book Club. Yes. Brand new nonprofit. Make sure you check them out. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty much all we got. So uh, yeah, thank you all for watching and listening. Like I said, catch us every every week, uh, uh, Tuesday nights. Um, we're also on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Uh, check us out wherever you can find your favorite podcast. We're there. Um, and then uh, yeah, just tune in next week. Same Codex time, same Codex channel. Uh, as always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.